Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. I am so excited. I am like a kid in a candy store. How cliche can I get? I My mind is just roiling with these things that I want to say about why today I'm in love. I am in love with the movie Lamb. So I am going to talk about it. So I have to say, if you're a person who wants to see this movie and you don't want any spoilers, I would suggest going to scrolling through uh, previous episodes and finding one you want to listen to again or finding one that you haven't listened to and clicking on that. Because while I am not going to give a rundown of the plot of Lamb, the newish movie to come out of the brilliant studio A24. I'm sure that some of the plot will be revealed as I talk about scenes and themes that absolutely thrill me. That's what I feel like. Not a kid in a candy store, but a young person in love. I was thrilled to be watching this movie with a friend. I was on the edge of the seat of the couch. It is suspenseful in many different ways. So many good things. So, again, I'm going to be talking about this one particular movie. It is a horror movie, although it's not too horrific. The horror in this movie, in my opinion, um is seated in the absurdity and how realistic it actually could be when you think about it a little more deeply than some people have after they've seen it. I've read two reviews, exactly two reviews um, after it, just to see if they thought the same things that I did, and I pretty much skirted over the reviews, uh, and they don't see it the same way that I do. And I think that's the beauty of film, right? Um, So, here we go. Lamb is a story of a couple in Iceland who have a very scheduled and what seems like a fairly drab existence. They are shepherds, and they just do the same thing every day. There is a feeling of loneliness in this movie that just pervades from the very beginning. 
the movie is very white. And what I mean by that is that, yes, the people are white that are in it, but also many things are white. Um, it's in Iceland, so there's lots of snow and ice, and the sky is kind of gray. Um, as I go through the scenes that I love, I'll tell you more about the whiteness, but what does white convey to us? For better or worse, one thing that I think it conveys is innocence. And there's a lot of innocence in this film. And most of that innocence is wrapped up in one side of the equation. And when I say one side of the equation, what I'm going to be talking about are animals and nature. That's one side. And humans on the other side. Okay. So it's so white at the beginning. There's a snowstorm going on. It's Christmas Day. We hear that from some music and an announcement from the radio. There's a snowstorm, but we see this. We, It's a, zo a drone shot, I imagine, zooming in. I want to say a drone shot, <laughs> a zooming in drone of uh, horses. I don't know if they belong to the couple or not. Um, we didn't see any horses again on the farm, I don't think. Anyway, so these horses, and they are dark. They are mostly black. And they are roiling, to use a word that I just used a little bit before. Again, roiling in the middle of this blanket of white, blowing white. Um, so you know something Black is invading on this sparse white landscape. Um, the couple uh, has this sadness pervading them. I think in one review that I did read a little bit from, they were saying that the reason for the couple's sadness is not known, but I think it's very clear. Um, one of the first things that they talk about is time travel as they're eating their meal after a long day out on the farm and herding their sheep. And you can tell from this small exchange, which another review called exchanged banalities, not so to me. This talk about time travel gives us the feeling that the woman in the film would like time to be reversed for some reason. And we see that she is the practical person based on what she says, and that her husband is the more the dreamer and the theoretical person. Uh, so they're not just persistent doers, as I said to a friend, but they also are deep thinkers. It's very well um, conveyed with this brief little beginning dialogue. Uh, it's a story that is based around and in folklore, right? And what is folklore but a wonderful puzzle um, filled with puns and double entendres and symbols open to many interpretations 
Certainly the cultural interpretation is the primary interpretation, but as folklore and folk tales get passed along, mostly in an oral fashion, right, different communities uh, perceive what they want to out of a folk tale. And I think that that's what's happening here. It's a suspenseful film. I mentioned this before. And the first suspense is they have a, a lamb that is born to one of the ewes, and you can tell something is different about this lamb. And of course, we want to see what is different. We want to see what they see. We see the reaction of the couple uh, when they're birthing this lamb, but we don't see for a little while uh, what it is that has been born. Uh, and when we do see, spoiler, so it ends up being this half human, half lamb creature. Uh, and I think the design of this creature uh, was thought out with great brilliance, thinking what parts of the human and what parts of the animal can we meld together in this way that is a little unsettling, but not too terrifying. And, you know, I think about movies, and I'm not going to name any that, you know, I feel like failed in this regard, but there are movies where there is a creature and we don't even see the creature until the end of the movie. And even when that happens, we don't see the creature very well. That is not the case here. Um, it's pretty soon, maybe maybe a third of the way in, but I think even sooner than that, that we actually see uh, what this creature is, this half, this hybrid. Um, and I think the fact that it's a she, her name is Ada, they name her Ada, uh, that she's a hybrid speaks so much about what is going on in the world at this time, considering all the genetic engineering possibilities and all the ways we are destroying nature, all the ways that we are destroying the animal kingdom and doing things to it, manipulating it, right? So we have a couple and we have Ada. And as soon as we find out, maybe even before we find out what Ada looks like, we see the man pulling out a crib. So to me, um, it's not very... Uh, hidden what the couple's loneliness was about. They they had lost a child or something, and now they're alone and they're out on this mountain and they would like uh, a child. And then this gift comes to them. Um, and this gift was created on Christmas Day uh, by a scene of great uh, terror um, as all the animals in the farm during this snowstorm are scared of something that's coming along. We hear a lot of, a lot of banging and we just know the dog is afraid. The sheep are afraid. Something has happened. And then we see this you, uh, that got pregnant, uh, in a strange scene, almost seeming like she was raped by something. And then, uh, you know, months later, Ada is born. Okay. There are so many themes here. The time theme, I just explained that. Uh, the suspense, I want to go back to that for a minute. So the suspense first 
for a viewer is what does this creature look like, right? And then we find out, like I said, not too far into the film. And then the suspense becomes what will happen to this creature, right? Um, because it's such a fragile being, something that is, you know, a, they consider a gift, but is just so fragile in the balance of ecology and nature. You would imagine that this kind of a creature wouldn't live very long. So you're always wondering what is going to happen to Ada? You know, if she gets uh, out of the room during the movie, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen to Ada? Okay. So, um, other themes that we have. So the Christmas day theme, I think is very interesting because, um, is it the Antichrist? Um, is it something demonic that comes that we have this horrific scene at the beginning and it, during the s- snowstorm on Christmas Day, uh, but then creates this, this creature of such innocence. And I'm telling you, this creature is so endearing. However, it was that they decided to make this creature, not just with the mix of both human and animal, but also the way that she moves as she grows and she gets, you know, they treat her like a child and they dress her up and, you know, she learns how to walk and years go by. So she's like a young child um, by the time the movie ends. And we just... I really fall for her, just the way that she moves and the way that she responds to this couple. And they are completely in love with her as well. Um, So the horror comes from many angles. Um, When Ada is born, they both take this creature in and decide to raise it. But the father does have moments of waffling, right? And this is where I think it's very realistic. In another type of horror movie, if a creature like this was born, immediately the the reaction, I think, of a human would be revulsion, right? Or they would think that morally they're doing something wrong by keeping this creature alive. But that is not how they react. Uh, they react like they are very surprised. And then the father has a moment or so of, oh my God, you know, are we doing the right thing by keeping it? Uh, So that's a little horrific because you wonder if the dad is going to do something to Ada. And then there's the you, the mother of this creature who as the couple raises Ada, continually comes back to the house trying to get this creature back into its own custody. Um, And a theme there that I think was very prevalent throughout the whole film is adoption and uh, adopted creatures, people, things, finding their roots. Um, wanting to know their biological roots. This is definitely something that pervades this movie. So the use horror, her sadness is very distinct and distilled in this movie. The mother's uh, sadness, you could tell that she was sad, uh, you know, at the beginning that she was missing something and then Ada comes along. Uh, Her horror happens every time something might happen to Ada. Uh, the mother wakes up from a nap and the father is gone. And so is Ada. Oh my God, is the mother, you know, is the father doing something to Ada? And then another uh, character comes in, uh, a brother, 
And of course, he is the only one that has the reaction of WTF, right? What What is going on here? This is not right. This is not a child. And so, of course, he's staying there and they have to worry about his uh, intentions all the time. Um, and Ada is so sweet and innocent and she's just the innocent in this whole thing. And it has wonderful scenes of her as she grows up looking in a pail of water at her face, looking at the sheep in the barn, looking at the picture of sheep on the, you know, the very pastoral painting that the couple has in their living room. And although we don't know what goes on in Ada's mind, we can kind of feel that she's wondering where she fits in, an identity kind of crisis. And that was another complaint, I think, in a review, was that this movie doesn't give us a lot about what the characters think. And so this reviewer that I'm speaking of uh, assessed that the characters were very shallow. I don't think so. I think that they are sparse on purpose. I think that it's about lending our own thoughts to this very uh, sparse landscape, including the characters. But it is a puzzle that is um, able to be put together if you put your mind to it. Um, okay. So, and of course, we have Ada's horror, her fear. Um, when she's around things that she doesn't know, when she experiences certain things. And then we have the main twist at the end. There's a creature there, and I'm not going to talk about it. So, But that creature also brings in an element of horror to this uh, film, which is like a folktale. And of course, in the spirit of A24, they bring up folktale inside this folktale, being meta as they uh, often are the directors in A24. There is a tractor also that becomes a character in this film. Of course, the weather is a character um, and a tractor. The river is part of the nature that we see. The tractor is this device that allows this couple to survive, but also ruins the landscape. And the tractor fails them at a certain point in the movie. And so it's wonderful to think about that. Um, these double entendres, uh, there's a point where um, the father can't hold Ada. And there's a particular reason. There's a literal reason. And there's a figurative reason for that. Um, of course, uh you know, her birthday is in the freezing cold. So that adds some of that chill uh, to this movie that she's born in this climate, in this landscape uh, on a, you know, very frozen spring. Um, it's just got so much in the little that it gives in terms of dialogue. Um, so many surprises. You never know where it's going to go. And I loved that suspense. Um, another theme is going to be uh, abuse. Abuse of animals, abuse of children, uh, how the audience is drawn in to worry about this innocent creature. Um, it's just, it's so delightful. It has so much to offer. I'm going to watch it 
100 times. Um, fabulous ending, again, as these uh, films from A24 are known for. Uh, they even give a, a cheeky nod uh, to one of their very best films, uh, Midsummer. I just cannot say enough about how I am gushing about this movie. It's It seems bleak, it seems sparse, but it's got so much going on. Identity crisis, adoption, abuse, domestic abuse, animal abuse, child abuse, loneliness, mourning, grieving, loss. All of these things are so beautifully woven into this uh, beautiful pastoral landscape tale. I just can't say enough. I'm in love. Thank you for listening. Keep thinking. She's got no lessons planned for me Because she's not that fancy She's a professor forever